0: Hello, I am Gay Blessing. your anchor on today's podcast, Voices of Widows. Our topic for today is, are widows actually benefited from the inheritance law in Nigeria? Today, we will be looking at the implementation of the widow's inheritance law in Nigeria. No system of customary law in Nigeria confers a beneficial right on a widow in the deceased husband's property, except indirect benefits through her children's rights, if any. This is all the more so apparent given the fact that the widow is supposed to inherit the property of her late spouse. However, some customary laws are getting reformed. In the eastern part of Nigeria, the widow is maltreated by her in-laws. However. There is a protocol to the new African Charter on Human and Peoples' Rights on the rights of women in Africa. We will be having some widows share their experiences with us about the law.
1: My name is Ogodo Ube. I'm from Benue State. I lost my husband five years ago. I really did not go through any traditional ritual because my family would not allow me to do that. Even you know, when my family stood for me, it was still a serious battle. But thank God they all came out alive. As then, I'm not aware of any Nigeria law that says I am entitled to inherit his properties. And then even if I do, I was pregnant. So what was our major focus after at that time was just how are we put to bed. And then to just get the whole thing, to get me off their lane. They did not allow me in to inherit his property, in short. Even when he died and then his family just came in, immediately they came in They picked barrel and paper, and then they start writing all the belongings in the house, up to Bob. up to how many Bob we have in our room, up to ceiling fan and everything and then we are asked to bring everything we had in our house back with the court so that anything they want to give to me, they will give to me, but I don't have the power to inherit anything. Reason being that, I don't know, I feel it's just a family tradition, but they were saying because I don't have a male child, not knowing that the one I was pregnant with is a male child. But for me, in short, their dad already told me that it's a family tradition. I just guess that's how they do their stuff in their place. Um... They did not allow me in here with this practice They did not. They took everything their hand could get to, including ATM, everything. Including phone, touch light phone, everything, they went with it. I did not have access to anything. Um, I feel the government should take this seriously because after all this drama, everybody that would tell these widows to calm down, calm down. They will go to their respective homes, take care of their children, do everything for their own family and forget these widows. So they should understand that these widows, they have a lot ahead of them to do. To take care of their children, to maintain their houses, to give good life to their children. School fees is there. Most of these in-laws, they don't even know how these children are faring. They don't know if these children eat, if they drink, if they work lot, if they go to school. They don't care. They just do their stuff on their own. So I just still feel that the government should really look into this and then make it more open for everybody to know ahead of time. And then if people that practice it are being punished, I guess others will retrace their step. Thank you very much.
2: My name is Mrs. Nkiiru Ieze Ellen water. My husband died on the 18th of April, 2019. Since then, it has not been easy. It was a very devastated um, situation in my life. I was married to a very lovely family. My husband was the first son when he died. I was not accused of anything. All I did was that I went through all the burial rites. They will scrape your hair. You have to put on white for one year. You will mourn him. You will be restricted from going to some places until you completed your burial rites. I was not accused of killing him of any form. No humiliation from his family members. And in the case of property, he has no property outside this village that has a financial value, except the land we have in this village. It doesn't have a market value or financial value because the, the, the land is within their kindred. My husband doesn't have any landed property or any property or a car or whatever. And um, pertaining the law, I'm not aware that governments, that they have a law that protects um, widows or a law um, that will enable you to have access or claim the husband's property. I was not away at all. And um my advice to the government: what I want them to do for us that are widows, I want them to um, have a law. Have a law if they don't have yet. I'm suggesting, and if you have a law that protects widows, a law that protects widows against injustice for example collecting your husband properties when you don't have a male child for example i personally i don't have a male child i have only girls throughout i also want to advise government to have a law that protects widows against dehumanization like a couple of months ago i mean last two months there was a video going viral about a woman that the husband family naked her, accusing her of killing the husband. Government should have a law against that. They should also have a law that, that's my humble opinion.
0: Welcome back. You are still on to Voices of Widows. There is a distinguished Nigerian woman who has been used to this age long culture of widows' right to property in Nigeria. We will take a short break at this point, and when we come back, we will be meeting our special guest on the show today. So much pain and- Welcome back, let's hear from our guests about the current state of this law in Nigeria. Are widows really benefiting from this law? Why is the law being delayed? Then why are widows not speaking up? How many states have this law been implemented? As a lawyer, what is your take on the delayed implementation of the law? I'm going to answer your questions
3: in this regard. From the beginning of time and transition from one generation to another has been a characteristic of human existence. And such transition includes chattels, properties, um, liabilities, assets handed down from one generation to another. So, generally, when it comes to interstate succession, that means when people die without having a will, the succession under customary law amongst the various tribes in Nigeria is full of discrimination, especially to the female gender and maybe children that are perceived to be illegitimate. Now why I say perceived to be illegitimate is that in law we have no illegitimate children. We can have illegitimate parents but not illegitimate children amongst other things. Under the customary law, most of the ethnic groups have one form of discriminatory culture or the other. Now culture in this regard is what I refer to as the customs of the people and subsequently referred to as the customary law ruling setting marriages in different localities in nigeria similarly from time immemorial the african communities have been a community based on a system of law and we have also been a community based on family structure nuclear and extended family and uh, mostly by our religious indoctrinations we have come to say that a family um, is either a nuclear family or an extended family a nuclear family bordering on a father mother and children or you have some families that are polygamous families where you have a father multiple wives and several children however in the traditional african family a family consists of more than any clear family, mostly because of the polygamous nature. And, you know, the polygamous nature of the customary marriages in Africa. And these customary marriages create separate households, which create a family group controlled by the family head. So this has been how it has always been. And so the family head is also important when it comes to matters of succession and inheritance. So now as a general rule a widow under the evil customary law is not entitled as of right to succeed to the personal or real estate of her diseased husband this um, principle has been applied in several instances where it was held that if the possession of a widow of her husband's land cannot advance to the rights of, of her husband's family to enable her to acquire an absolute right to the possession of it against the family so several native law and custom do not see widows inheriting properties of their diseased husband the native law and customs have also treated um, widows as chattels that ought to be inherited now it will appear that the essence of the position of a wife in such a case is that she occupies the property or deals with it as a recognized member of the husband's family and not as a stranger now, the female child has been deprived from partaking from her husband's estate in the event of his death if she has no male child or that her children are still young. And, you know, this had been worsened by several native law and customs. But in recent times, that has changed. We have we have laws that have propounded other principles that makes it ingenious for a woman to be subjected to lack of inheritance just because she's a woman or because her husband is late now unfortunately there had also been instances in the north where the custom of inheritance basically pertaining to the houses and the fulani's under the sharia law system which is both religious and a way of life before the advent of islam Young male and female are not entitled to any inheritance from a deceased father's estate. The rationale was that since young sons and daughters cannot go to war to secure anything, they should not be allowed to inherit their heirs. By the original house and native custom, the females themselves were objects of inheritance, and only adult sons and brothers were entitled to inherit female can only inherit the movable properties of their mothers interestingly land whether owned by females or males, can only be inherited by males within the family also under the Sharan law um is interpreted to mean that men as a group are the guardians of and are superior to the women as a group let's look at female um children inheritance or widows inheritance in the Yoruba land, for instance, female children and widows' rights to inherit their father or husband's property in most tribes are somewhat similar. So, under the various customary laws, the mode of distribution is fixed. The qualification for inheritance is generally traced or dependent on blood ties. So, a person cannot qualify to inherit from a disease or on the basis of outside being the same blood, whether full or half. So, in practical uh, terms customs and marriage is not a benchmark for inheritance at least as far as women are the issue or as far as wives are regarded and you know in like I said earlier in some customs women had been treated as chattels that are also supposed to be inherited and then the most challenge under intestacy is a woman cannot inherit her diseased husband's property but his children can so, in situation where the wife could not give the deceased any children, the property of the husband goes to the brothers or the relative. There had been several decided cases that you know postulates this position. For instance, um, the case of Suberu and Simono, the courts upheld that in the Yoruba custom, a wife cannot inherit her husband's property where there are no children alive in his death. The property will devolve on the members of the husband's family, either paternal or maternal. So the absence of widow's right to inherit the deceased property is evident and under the native law and customs, widows cannot administer the estate of their husbands. The above case shows that women are treated as chattels, which are inheritable by members of the family. There have been instances where a man dies and, you know, his late wife is asked to marry a member of the family if she wants to continue, you know, receiving financial assistance from that family. This has always been the case in our cultures. It's also similar in the Igbo culture. And it is similar in the Hausa culture. It's always been like that in several cultures. So now, inheritance, however, means property received from a blood relative, a descendant, um, a father, a mother, through interstate successions where the descendant had died without a valid will. So inheritance laws are those statutes and regulations affecting those entitled to receive what they receive from the estate of a disease relative there are two regimes basically that regulate succession in nigeria that's the tested law and the interstate law the tested law that's where someone dies with a valid will and the interstate law where someone dies without a valid will now um it's been flexible and you know there have been changes over time but Many customary practices in Nigeria are used use the major tribes, for instance, the Yorubas, the Igbos and the Hausas. that The majorities of culture and the modes of succession are different, so the right of inheritance is usually traced to the male descent, and this acquires different forms of primogeniture primogeniture is the rule whereby the eldest male in a given group of relatives inherits all the properties to the exclusion of all others this has been usually the practice in several cultures now it is one thing to have these rights written down in the constitution and in the laws and have them written down as judgments of superior courts of record but the enforcement becomes another thing where we have Um, communities that are still a lot backward and we have communities that are filled with people who are wicked and who have chosen to live continuously and perpetually in ignorance and people who have chosen to continually live to perpetrate evil towards others now that's where enlightenment and education comes in you know we need to constantly engage our communities when it comes to enforcement of laws, because first, people need to be aware that the laws exist. And then second, they need to know that they have certain rights under the law. Now, it will be hard for someone who doesn't know that a particular law exists and that they have rights under such laws to now want to enforce those laws. But if I'm in a situation, I'll give an instance, the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act is operational in the fct is operational in lagos operational in states like anambra and certain other states and this law prohibits violence against women violence of any form other violence as a result of the loss of their husbands violence as a result of the loss of the breadwinner of their families violence meted by extended family members in the process of wanting to drag properties But the thing becomes, how many people are aware that such laws exist? So that's the reason why we need to have constant engagements with our communities, constant engagements with the decision makers. You know, these laws, they were not handed down to us from the sky. These laws were made in our communities as customs and traditions. And it's high time that we begin to engage communities to have these conversations to not disinherit their daughters because they feel that women should not inherit properties that's a discrimination against their fundamental human rights because the constitution is very clear it says every person whether man or woman is entitled to own movable and immovable properties in Nigeria so and of course there are certain ways of owning a property either by purchase or outright inheritance succession so when a person is supposed to be handed down a property by succession and you know the community is saying oh you, because you are a woman you cannot inherit such property that goes against the constitution and any law that goes against the constitution of Nigeria is seen as no law because the constitution is the grand norm so these are basically the issues that we have as a people that I feel should constantly be addressed Okay, so now, um, due to these discriminatory tendencies in our native law and custom, there had been a recent landmark decision um, by the Supreme Court of Nigeria on the inheritance rights of widows with respect to their deceased husband's estate, where the Supreme Court condemned in very strong terms that any culture that disinherits a wife from her husband's property by reason mm-hmm. of God-instituted gender, by the reason of gender differences, is punitive and should be decisively dealt with the punishment is to serve as a deterrent measure for a widow of a man to be thrown out of her matrimonial home by her late husband's brothers on the ground that she had no male child or she had no child at all and that such cultures are barbaric and worrying Uh, they are repugnant to natural justice equity and good conscience this decision of the supreme court goes in consonance with the constitution because section 42 plays a crucial role in the formation and application of the rules of interstate succession under the customary law section 42 of the constitution forms the fundamental premise of the protection of nigerians for discriminatory and repugnant customary rules of inheritance so any customary rule at all or any customary law that precludes a woman from inheriting her late husband's property is to be frowned at.
0: Leg, so life, so oh, yeah. we'll be Dear listeners, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. Please stay tuned for our next episode. I still remain your uncle. Ogei Blessing. Voices of Widows is a production of Entertainment Calls Out Limited and my executive producer is Willie Walkman Olga and Bola Arwaju has co-producer. For inquiries and partnership, call 234 or plus two three four eight zero five five zero five seven zero six four.